in the name of the one who visits when we least expect, the one who shows himself more often without the crown of glory, rather wrapped in a blanket, whispering a plea for help at the roadside, in the name of the Creator, the Redeemer, and Sanctifier. Amen. If you visit the outdoor sanctuary between now and early in the second week of December, perhaps to leave your painted rock to mark the returning of your gift to God and the church, or to find some peace amid the mag madness of COVID, well, if you visit, you'll notice there is a special visitor there, a statue. A visitor shrouded in a blanket, bundled to keep warm in the cold, bleak, early winter, huddled in the woods of Wilton. Yet this long expected Jesus could just as easily be found on the streets of Norwalk, Danbury, Bridgeport, Manhattan, maybe Wilton. You know the one, the one we'd rather not make eye contact with on the street corner, at an exit ramp off I-95 with the crumpled cardboard sign, the one outside the gas station who is looking for just a few dollars, a few coins, whatever you have, for a cup of hot coffee or to get on the next train to nowhere. The statue inspired by today's gospel, the whatsoever you do passage, is a reproduction of an original sculpture by Canadian artist, Timothy Schmaltz, a masterwork portraying Jesus as someone reaching out his wounded hand out from under a hooded shroud. The bronze original is located on the steps of the oldest hospital in the world, Santo Spirito in Rome, Italy. Yet this one tours the Episcopal Church in Connecticut and Province One, all of New England really, as an iconic reminder of those often overlooked by the world. Dare I say, a reminder of those lost opportunities for us to tell the world of grace and truth, which came through Jesus Christ. In an effort to raise awareness of those who often go without adequate nutrition or shelter, I've spent the better part of the last six years driving the statue from parish to parish, every few weeks or so, pre-COVID really, and meeting folks in those communities who are engaged in the mission of God. I'm always grateful to learn of their work. And this week, I am particularly grateful to St. Matthews for being willing to host a visit. Actually, Kate may have noticed the statue when she dropped off my flat mat pen pal kit on Friday. It was a few feet from our mailbox along the front walk. You really can't miss it. And over these six years, I've learned a thing or two about how folks react or don't to this begging Christ. Now, depending on the level at which they're paying attention, most adults either see the statue and believe it is completely real or they miss it altogether. Another fun fact, as God would have it, children usually discover 
it is Jesus before adults do. Perhaps because of their stature. They are just the right height to see his face, which when standing over him, adults might miss. Maybe that is because of the effort it takes to get down to a certain level and see his face. This work of art has had both subtle and profound impact on those who view it. Some even find it appropriately disturbing. While on display at Christ Church Cathedral in Hartford, a college student phoned the college office, or the cathedral office, excuse me, to express concern for a person who had been seen at their door for a number of days. On a few occasions, police have even been called by motorists who spot what they believe is a person in distress. And while at St. Stephen's Ridgefield, someone once spied a toddler in their preschool offering to share his sippy cup with Jesus, giving Jesus something to drink. So how about our time? Limited as it may be these days spent outside the home and away even from this Webco campus. When have we missed the chances to notice Jesus? Personal day-to-day -day opportunities to find an incarnate God in the world around us. What have we missed? When, when we do notice, what stops us from engaging? What imprisons us? Is it the feeling of being unprepared or ill-equipped? I don't know this person. I don't have enough to give away. This person needs so much more than I could ever even give them. So why bother? Why bother to start that relationship? Because as St. Augustine said, a Christian is a mind through which Christ thinks, a heart through which Christ loves, a voice through which Christ speaks, and a hand through which Christ helps. Well, because of that, as we enter into a new church year next Sunday, when Advent begins, I invite you to join me in moving beyond what might hold us back individually or collectively, and to consider opportunities to be more aware of those we might overlook. The people we pass at the train station in the school cafeteria, the laundromat, on the school bus, or at the village market. Interactions and relationships only complicated by the wearing of masks. Is there one thing we could do to be in relationship with the out-of-work person, not of the culture of Combs, seeking pocket change on the city street corner, whom we might pass without so much as a glance? The refugee, often only a face on the screen, and now our new neighbor. Undoubtedly, we'll continue to have opportunities for meeting neighbors and feeding the hungry as St. Matthew's builds and maintains relationships with the pantry at Norwalk Community College, St. John's Family Center pantry, 
and the food center at St. Luke and St. Paul, both in Bridgeport. Tending to the sick by making a wish come true for a young person through partnership with Circle of Care. Giving trees for Open Door and Wilton Social Services. Rise Against Hunger with We Act. It'll be back. Sharing small valued gift cards for Duncan or the local coffee shop with someone living on the street. Perhaps small in monetary value, yet a fortune for one who has nothing. Through St. Matthew's, God gives us well-planned and well-thought-out ministry and seemingly mundane occasions, which are all life-giving chances to live out our baptisms, to feed the hungry, quench an intense thirst, welcome the stranger, clothe the naked, care for the sick, and visit those imprisoned by walls and bars, or imprisoned by the suffering of mind, body, and spirit. Yes, mundane daily opportunities to notice Jesus in those we meet, to build relationships, notice Jesus, and change the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. And then he will say, for I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did nothing to welcome me. Naked and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly, I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. Either we will do it or we won't. Will you? Amen. <laughs>